Hey friends, just a quick note to say that we have a fantastic episode for you that I'm going to introduce in just a moment, but this one was so amazing that we decided to split it into two episodes. That's right, two-parter, friends. Uh, this is part one of our conversation with Jeff Pavone, and we will release part two next week. Enjoy. Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel. Here is your guide on this journey, Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast. This is the podcast that makes you a better car washer and a slightly better human being. Friends, I am Matt DeWolf. I am editor-in-chief of Car Wash Magazine. And as always, I am your host on this adventure. Today, we've got a fun episode for you. We're bringing back a guest who uh, has been with us before. We don't often do that, so this is a special day. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about what's going on in the current uh, M&A uh, landscape here in the industry. Things have been changing. Things have been moving. So to join me and to talk about that and give us a little insight, we've got Jeff Pavone, uh, partner at Amplify Car Wash Advisors and owner of Commercial Plus Group. Jeff, welcome. Hey, welcome, Matt. Thank you for having me. Uh, I think timing is uh, is good. I mean, I, I appreciate you having us on a second time, and I, I think the uh, the current state of the car wash market probably needs a, an update. Yeah, you know, I think the last time the last time we spoke. Um, so if if you all want more background on Jeff and how he got into this industry, it's a, it's a fun story, but we're not going to tell it today. That's in uh, episode one ninety three of the podcast. It's one of our most listened to episodes. A uh, fun fact for you, um, or if you're on the website, it's going to be under season two, episode sixty eight uh, about growing or not growing. And we were talking a lot then about this concept of um, our car wash operators in the point then where they needed to be growing or getting out of the business, right? It was, we were kind of trying to see if, are there only two options? Uh, and I think then we were talking like, I don't know, maybe we're in the second inning or the third inning of this thing. And and we think we've got a lot of runway left, but since then things have changed. What do you, what are you seeing now, Jeff? You know, um, you know, first off, you know, I, I think, man, we can call this car wash M&A 2.0, right? And, and, and it really comes down to looking at the, uh, you know, maybe some basic uh, facts still. You know, first off, the car wash as an industry is still one that is uh, has got a lot of consumer demand. I think there's mm -hmm. still a lot of uh, a white space. Um, you know, I think there's you know as you know we still keep building more car washes and people get more car washes. Now, you know, so so the, I think the future for uh, building out. Um, uh, car washes in general is going to be still a, a healthy place for the next you know few years, um, but I would tell you from the car wash M and A, uh, there's definitely a resetting of valuations uh, happening in the marketplace, and it's and it's not it's not mild, it's aggressive. That's really interesting. You know, I think I think we've all kind of been watching and waiting and thinking this had to happen eventually, um, so it was really only a matter of time. I. I wonder, do you think it, did it come a little faster than we maybe thought? You know, I, you know, maybe I'm a little older than, than you and, and, and I've watched every cycle that we've seen go up um, and, and, and they don't go down a little, right? Yeah. They, they tend, when we have market meltdowns, 
they happen fast and they happen uh, and they're they're faster and bigger. And I mean, everybody would think it'd, it'd go down a little, 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 little. And the, and, and the fact of the matter is that, you know, interest rates have been going up for the last year. Yeah. And I actually think um, the the car wash M&A market was slower uh, to adjust some of the valuations. They were still paying healthy multiples up until recently. Right. So, yeah. you know, I actually think the 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 market reacted uh, slower than than maybe they they sh- they could have. Uh, and, and we're really, you know, the question really becomes, you know, you got to ask yourself, were the last few years the norm or, mm-hmm. or, or anomaly that, that, that every, everybody was, you know, we had so much stimulus cash. We had a lot of money in the, in the dry powder in the marketplace. And I think, I think maybe we're getting back to what normal is mm-hmm. in valuations. And before I think we just had this, 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 this short period of time where everything was exceptional and, and, and pricing was exceptional too. Uh, but I think on a go forward basis, we're just, we're just going to be normalizing where I think valuation should be. Well, I think, yeah, I want to come back to that. Um, Cause I think that's super important. And there's a lot of, a um, lot of things to unpack around that, especially when it comes to, um, what does that mean for some of these groups that have been growing so fast and, and what do they need to do now? And what that, what's that all going to look like? But I want to get into you, you were talking about how there's still some really high uh, deals going on, really great valuations, um, but but maybe not since the last one you all brokered, which in some ways, I got to tell you, it breaks my heart a little bit because I was wearing the sweatshirt, literally wearing the sweatshirt from that wash uh, when I saw the press news or the press release come out and it's like Zips enters Chicago market with JetBright acquisition. And for those who are listening and maybe don't know JetBright, JetBright is uh, was um, Dave D'Alessandro, longtime industry veteran, one of the one of the most well known guys around. Uh, does a great job, runs an exceptional um, facility, gets a great car, has a lot of really smart tips, and he sold. And so he was one of those guys I never thought was going to sell, but he did. Can can we talk about that deal a little bit and like and just kind yeah, of sure. how that maybe came about? So I've known Dave for a long time. I consider him a close friend, and uh, and I have the utmost respect for him, like you do. I mean, I think if if you got any, if you can have an analogy, they, they're like the Costco car washing. They they wash a lot of cars. They wash, yeah. they probably wash the best car in the country for the price of anybody, yep. and they were doing a phenomenal job. You know, I, I think part of the 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 writing on the wall was that the market was going to be changing. You've got um, competitors. You know, they they had a you know they they were the big dog in Chicago. You've got some uh, private equity groups gonna, that are going to be entering the market, and I think they just felt, uh, you know, you know, one is maybe you know the timing is 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 pretty good from a valuation standpoint, but but they also uh, it was it was also it took some convincing. They had to have the right partner and the right structure of a deal, and you know they're in the car wash equipment manufacturing business, and so. They're 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 going to put a lot of focus on on development of car washes for their current partner, their new partner, and they're okay. also going to be expanding their car wash equipment company. So I think they're you know part of it was obviously money. It's got to be the right right deal to feel good about it. But I also feel they 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 found the right partner that was going to to help them continue on with their with their with their car wash equipment company, which is now becoming you know one of their their real loves here. Well, and, and yeah, their equipment's super, 
super cool. Like, I mean, it was kind of like a, a boutique private label almost thing for a while. And you go, you'd go in and look at it and it was really high end stuff, um, which sort of makes sense. That's why he was able to produce such a great car. Uh, but you know, I think it's, it's kind of interesting because all of these things that Dave was doing, uh, throughout the years, he was never doing it because he planned to sell, right? He was doing it because he was building a great business. Um, he was being smart about how he was kind of protecting territory. He was, he was, um, I'll tell you what, nobody was going to come in and build on top of a jet right because no, before right. they did, Dave was going to do it himself, right? <laughs> He's like, no, you're not coming in here. I'm going to make yeah. sure that I capture and, all and, that. And, it, and it's also, you know, and, and, and Dave's one of those sellers that at the end of the day, if this deal happened or not happened, he, he's okay. Right. Yep. And yep. it was a very, very emotional uh, deal for say, Dave and Sam, his partner, uh, because this is, you know, for them, this is their life's work. Right. And, um, and even the, after the deal closed, like there's no, there's no yeah. celebration. There's no like congratulations, congratulations for what? <laughs> like yeah. it was yeah. a very emotional, difficult decision for them. Um, I think ultimately they're, they're going to be, uh, you know, pleased because they've got still a, a, a great, they're, they're still in the industry. They're still going to do great things in the industry. Uh, so I think they'll be just fine. But, but this wasn't one of those really easy decisions, take the money and run. These are, you know, there's, these are, these are guys that love what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're doing it for the right reasons. And, and there's still a lot of the guys out there that are still, still are in this business today. So, okay. I'm, I'm, I gotta tell you, I'm still going to wear my Jeb Wright hooded sweatshirt because it's my yeah. favorite one. That's um, good. Which leads me, so this is a completely unrelated question, but it's something I got to know because I've been thinking about it ever since this acquisition happened and how I'm not going to be able to get any more great JetBright swag uh, from them. So Jeff, what is your, what's your favorite piece of clothing? Like what's your go-to brand? I got to know. Oh, <laughs> Prada. <laughs> Prada, what? Really? Uh, I know. That's, that's your brand, I, man? I don't know swag. I mean, I you know, I, I do say have I do have some of my own car washes. So Driven, I'd have to say, okay, uh, is our brand, and you know, I, I'd say Driven brand is uh, swag is probably something I I would wear. But uh, yeah, all right, like the quarter, like you want to, you like a good quarter zip, or, or like are you like a like a hat kind of guy? No, hoodie, hoodie, your hoodie, yeah, see? yeah, I'm you got it, guy. you got it, yeah, especially with my head, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm the first one to know if it rains, and the first one when it snows, uh, so. You know, a good hoodie comes in handy. Yeah, for the, for those listening and maybe not watching, um, Jeff is what some might call uh, follically challenged. So you know, <laughs> well just, uh, it just happens sometimes. We we are all headed that way. Look, you can't keep a head of hair forever. Um, all right, so I want to get in, I want to kind of stay down this path talking about um, kind of how can operators set themselves up for success, especially in this new kind of landscape, right? So um, we were talking about Jeb, right? Obviously, they did um, great things for a number of years. They they were able to get a really good deal. In today's market, if if we're saying that those kinds of um, kind of really high multiples and those really big deals are maybe slowing down, what am I doing today if I'm an operator to kind of set myself up to still be able to um, maximize on what's available? There's here's the great news about this, right? They're still buying right? Is a multiple of, of EBITDA or your, yeah. your, your profit, call it, right? Focus on your operations, generate more profit. I mean, so, you know, what's getting lost in all this is let's say the multiples are going, I don't know, from 15 to 12 or 10. Uh, 
don't 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 buy into the Wall Street Journal 18 times because those deals aren't happening anymore. Uh, but I would say um, generate more profit, you know. And mm. so the the I find this um, you know question a great question because as as we we know operators around the country, I've got operators that you, know, you can give me an operator A over here. And he can generate a million, million and a half dollars of profit at a location. And then I got operator B over here and he can have the same site getting 500,000. And and part of it is, you know, what's getting lost in all this is you got a lot of guys that just were building and building and developing and, and they really didn't put together the, the, the infrastructure to operate and drive volume. And, you know, when you look at the great car wash companies, you know, my partner, uh, Bill Martin with Metro, or you look yeah. at the cobblestones and the superstars and some of these other great companies. You know they all got the same thing in common. They've got an they've got an operating um, infrastructure that that drives volume on their sites. And so if you can if you if you really put your head down, uh, operations could could fix a lot of problems. So but no longer, Matt, could you go in and, and think you can, you know, you got this, this, this situation today where it's costing of significantly more to build a car wash. So let's say, you know, went from, you know, 4 million to 5 million. Now it's probably closer to 6 million. You've got interest rates that used to be in the threes now closer to six, you yeah. know, that's, that's maybe 150,000 a year, just more in debt. So all of a sudden the marginal guy, is never going to make it in this business anymore. You know, the the, the guys that got by are going to be sitting here. Uh, they're done. And so, what I what I tell you is the, the the single best way to to maximize the value of your company is going to be drive more volume. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. at your sites, and and it's and it's so it's it's so overlooked by so many groups out there. Jeff, would you, so something interesting though that that I've been kind of thinking about a lot is is um, you know obviously you want to be profitable, um, and there's lots of ways to go about that. But I I I think that what you're talking about in terms of driving volume really gets to what I think people should focus on, which is uh, at the end of the day you need to drive more revenue, right? That's right. It's, you can you can you can cut corners and you can become profitable by cutting expenses and kind of really trying to get as lean as possible. But at the end of the day, if you're not really driving revenue, that profitability is not going to matter because eventually you're going to get so lean that your product doesn't, doesn't really produce. That's the, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. At the end of the day, when you, what you've got to be looking at, you know, I, I, I see, you know, um, we've seen other operators operate incredibly lean businesses and they look at their margin and say, we're operating at a 60% profit margin. But they're generating, I don't know, four or five hundred thousand a EBITDA. I go, right, that's because right. at the end of the day, if you really are looking to drive memberships, what do you need? You need marketing. You need training. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so the smart guys will spend more money on operating costs, but they'll generate more sales and ultimately have a a bigger bottom line. Um, but it may not be the bigger. It may not be a bigger margin than than the yeah. next guy. But but it will be a bigger net profit because they're driving more sales. But but to do that, you've got to make investment in your operating team, and and you know it's all the all the great companies, Jetbright included. I can tell you they have one thing in common. Every one of them, they care deeply about their team. They yeah. ha- they invest heavily in those people, and they do care about them. And and so on an exit, they care about you know you know the culture and, and where's this where's this where where their company's going. So 
Okay, I got. There's a couple of things I want to talk about following that. So one of one of the things I still want to come back to this pace of reset because as we're talking about infrastructure and doing things right, I think there's a question there that I want to ask. But before I get into that, I want to talk about. Um, I want to kind of know. You've been in this industry for a very long time, and you've got great relationships. We were talking about um, how Dave is a very good friend of yours, and you respect him a ton. What's it been like for you, like personally, to be able to kind of play the role that you've been playing as we kind of get into this space and to help people um, kind of do some of these deals and to see some of these opportunities that weren't here 15, 20 years ago, even five years ago? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Great question. I mean, you know, we've, we've represented, it's, um, we've, and, and, you know, I think for, you know, just it's a fact that we've done more car wash M&A this year than probably, you know, most guys combined yeah. in the space. And, and a lot of it is relationships. And, and I would say a good chunk of the deals we've done uh, have come from uh, folks that have been in this business from, you know, 20 to 50 years. I mean, we've yeah. sold some legacy companies in this business and the emotional side of these, of holding their hand of these, of, of these owners uh, has, has been one of our, uh, at least one of our strengths when Bill Martin and I first got into Amplify, you know, our, one of our missions was really is to protect the interest of the operator. You know, there's nothing we want to force on them. You know, it's not one size fits all. Um, we really try hard to match the, the right, the right buyer or partner with the operator, because at the end of the day, you know, price is important to these guys, but I got to tell you, culture is an awfully big part of it. And, and because we sort of, you know, have a little better feel today than most on what the end result's going to look like. You know, we really do want to, like, at least advise and 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 help 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 these guys really understand what what are they getting into? What's it going to look like on the other side of a transaction? Um, and that's been a big that's been a big part of what we do. Uh, and now some people are building and just selling, and they don't really care. They walk away in the right. sale in the sunset. Right. But I would say, generally speaking at least the clients that we're dealing with um, have a deep love of this business. They love what they do. They love their people and they care deeply about their legacy and what happens to it. So we're pretty uh, uh, careful about at least guiding them through that process. Yeah. That's gotta, I mean, that's gotta be a, a tremendously rewarding thing for you knowing that these folks that you've built relationships with, you're helping them um, both build and leave a legacy all at the same time. I, I, you know, for us, it's really gratifying. You know, I would, you know, it's, it's our business's model is built around um, relationships. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I can tell you that, uh, you know, we've done uh, several billion dollars in transactions just in the last couple of years. And, you know, a lot of our business is generated from, uh, from the clients we've already served. And, and, and what's interesting is in the majority of the people that we've done deals with, Whoever the acquirer is or the partner is, they end up hiring us to keep working for them. So for us, it's really gratifying. You know, we never want it to be the guys that are, are sort of the sort of a commodity kind of deal where we take a deal, we sell it, we're gone. And, you know, a, like a typical investment bank is going to do a transaction and they're gone. We really want it to stick with uh, with the client all the way through, even post exit. Um, yeah. Which makes it our model a little bit different than most, and it is gratifying. But but again. You know, if you look at Bill Martin and his legacy, I, I don't know of anybody that loves this space more than more than him. 
And, you know, and we, as a company, we take that and it's part of our culture that we, we care deeply about the outcome of, of what happens. I love that. I love that. That, that, I mean, that is, that is really like tried and true core car wash industry. If, if we're being honest, that's, that's what it's always been all about. Right. You know, it's one of the, you know, it's funny when you talk to a lot of people that come into this industry, even the private equity guys, a lot of other industries are, they're, they're, they're very protective of their, um, whatever they do, right. Whatever yeah. they do is their secret sauce and this and that. <laughs> the car wash industry as a whole is one of the most cooperative, friendly groups you'll ever meet at all. And, and I go, my friends are all car wash guys now. I mean, I go, I, I work with these guys, I travel with them. I go to games with these guys. Um, they are very sharing. They're very caring. Um, they, um, this is a, this is a, this is a very, very unique industry of, of people that really do love each other, care about each other, hang out with each other way more than it's like, it's crazy. <laughs> they got, you know, they're hunting turkeys and they're doing this. And I mean, I don't know too many industries that I've ever been associated with that have that, that close camaraderie, uh, the way this space does. And so, but you have to, you have to really embrace it and respect it. And, you know, and unfortunately over the last few years, because the money's been so big and, and easy, you get a lot of people that have come into space and don't yeah. necessarily respect it. They, they, they look at this as fast money and fees and all this kind of stuff. Um, and at least we feel, you know, we're here to at least, we, we, we do want to, we do want to protect the interests of, of those people that we do care about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A big thank you to you, Jeff, for this conversation. Hey, everybody listening. Part two of our conversation with Jeff Pavone will be released next Thursday at 1130 Central Time. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Lots of great continuation of what we've been talking about today. Until then, there's just one thing that you need to do, and that is keep it clean. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners. 